Um, there's a Supreme Court ruling that kind of set a national precedence that most people are not aware of, which they really should be. Um, it'll prevent a lot of um, dissent and tension between um, police and civilians just on a simple um, lack of communication problem, which is not surprising. I mean, like, are you surprised by that? Um, this ruling involves a gentleman by the last name of Mims. He was from Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania has a right to remove law. That means for the officer's safety, the state has deemed it legal to remove the driver um, from the vehicle to prevent um, any fleeing, attempt on the officer's life, destruction of evidence, etc. Um, that's a separate debate. The fact remains, it is a, a, a right to remove state. They have the right to remove the driver. Mims, this driver in particular, had a concealed weapon, a firearm, in his waistband when he was removed. Feeling that his Fourth Amendment rights were violated, can't be violated if it's the state law there, sweetie. Um, he felt his amendment rights were violated because the weapon was seen bulging from his waistband through his clothes. Um, this is automatic under any circumstances in any state. Automatic consent to search. Why? Because there could be more weapons. Um, the police now knows that his life could possibly be in jeopardy at any time. Whether or not that occurs is a different story. That's the way the situation has to be treated. Now, as he goes and does the search of the vehicle, like I said, this gentleman feels like his Fourth Amendment rights are being violated. They are not. Um, the fact that he got out with a gun concealed and a right to remove state, he kind of forfeited all of that. Um, he kind of handed us all a big wet one when he took it all the way to the Supreme Court. Um, the Supreme Court decided that it is now legal um, nationwide for all officers under any circumstances, during um, a traffic stop to remove the driver. However, unless there is probable cause, odor, anything visible, etc., this is not a consent to search. Not a consent to search you. Not a consent to search um, your vehicle, not your person or your car. Um, they can pat you down for their own safety because odds are you're going to be cuffed and put into the back of the police car um, just so that you don't get hit. I mean, you're on the side of the road. Um, so logically, you know, practice some common sense. Um, about everything that you do.
Um, know that this is not a violation of your civil rights or your civil liberties. Um, know that you are also not surrendering any extra um, rights or liberties past the point of ensuring this officer's protection. At, as soon as the blue lights come on and you move to pull over, once your car is in park, my suggestion is hit record. Um, they are a public servant um, who is on duty. Um, they have surrendered all right to privacy. Um, whether they like that or not, they should have thought about that when they took the job. Um, the same goes for these cops that want to pull guns on basic, like your tent is too dark or your tag lights that weren't lit up kind of shit. Um, you shouldn't have your gun out on that kind of thing. Um, it, it automatically sets things in the wrong direction between you and whoever you have stopped. Um, and if you don't see that, just stay out of the academy. Leave the badge alone. Leave it to the people who have common sense. It'll save a lot of lives. Um, this is something I felt that um, needed to be touched on. Because like I said, it's not something that a lot of people know. Um, and we have so many new laws that went into effect last week. Um, I probably should have touched on it then, but I didn't. Um, so you have all of these extra reasons now to um, incite probable cause to remove you from your vehicle. Okay? Whether it's you're in a hands-free state, which most are now, um or whatever. Um, be mindful. Be smart. Um, know your rights. Um, know what rights the policeman also has. Um, he does have the right to remove you from the vehicle. It is a safety thing. If you don't understand that, um, try being on the other side of a gun. Um, and that's really all I'm going to say about it. Um, it goes, that's a, a double-edged sword. It goes both ways, and neither side treats it that way. Um, and, and then you have all of these extra factors that want to, like, pour a little gas and then a little kerosene. Oh, wait, let's add some propane over here and um, some phosphorus over there and a little gunpowder. Let's see what happens. Oh, wait, we're not done. Let's add a little TNT and some C4. I mean, it's, it's, it's all about choices across the board um, as a society. And when I say society, I mean society as a whole. We're all responsible. We're all responsible for ourselves. We're all responsible for the behavior and example that we're setting for our friends, for our family, for the generation of children that we raise next. Um, if, if, if you're not paying attention to that, if you're not already thinking of that, um, you're in everybody else's way. And that's really all I know what to say. Um, but don't freak out. 
don't freak out and start miling off at the cop that he doesn't have the right to do this and he doesn't have the right to do that because at the same time, you're being just as insightful as he is. It makes you look guilty. Even if you're not doing anything, you're automatically going to start getting treated like a criminal from here on. Um, so even like recording anything um, becomes a detriment to yourself. That's why I said to like, you need to know that this is the policeman's right. Um, but that's not an admission of guilt on your part. And that's not a surrender of any other rights on your part. Um, it's always best to, to study case law. Um, keep up to date on precedents um, that's always changing and always being set. Um, because what goes on in another state clearly can affect all of us across the nation. Okay, I'm going to break down the term false flag really quick. Um, the term false flag actually dates back to the invasion of um, Anglos in the Americas. Um, this was uh, kind of a policy that um, the settlers had um, once they Christianized a particular group or a particular leader um, with the right influence in the right area or tribe, um, they would put up a truce flag um, invite the other leaders um, that were looking to take out um, into the teepee or or cabin or wigwam or, or you know whatever um, type of building it is that this particular tribe lived in and under a false flag of truce um, with the invitation of care and conduct um, at your table um, you slaughter these people um, this was all government orchestrated this was all government planned. It didn't have a name back then. Um, it has a name now. It doesn't get the credit back to where it goes, like everything else. But that's what it belongs to. Um, you can go back through a lot of um, the war chiefs during, um, especially the 1700s, um, if you look at some of the Cherokee chiefs, they were actually killed. Some of the Cherokee and um, Lakota slash Dakota tribesmen, they were killed under flags of truce, um, which is ironically something that we see uh, addressed in Game of Thrones. And... Um, there are actually a lot of parallels to Game of Thrones that I don't think people put together. The same the same goes for when James Cameron released Avatar. It wasn't just about the European invasion in Africa. It was about the European invasion on Aboriginals around the world. 
the invasion on our way of life, um, the invasion of our trust, um, and then once the trust ended, um, we got new labels. You know, we were barbarians, and we were these horrible, like, crazed madmen who were like, scalp hunters and you know things didn't really get to that point they escalated just like we see now like if you don't believe that history moves in cycles go back go back and watch watch the 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 political and religious games that get played um this goes back to panhellenic um beliefs and practices amongst poets um, and and different street hustlers who would come up with the best put-down. And if you came up with the best put-down um, and caused the person you were putting down to commit suicide, you were regarded as a hero. Um, so that's kind of where toxic masculinity And this whole toxic mentality originated. And that is why UC are seeing so many universities kind of kick Greek life to the curb. is because people are finding out the truth. Um, These people promoted suicide. They promoted suicide um, because the more um, notches in your belt, so to speak, uh, people that you had pushed to suicide, the more popular you were, the greater um, clout that you had, um, uh, not just necessarily on the streets, but in, you know uh, across across the region in general. Um, much like we see when we see rappers who are pitted against each other by record labels now. Um, It hasn't changed. It's still the same mindset. And a lot of people hear Pan-African, and they think that means uh, everybody wants to commit this mass exodus back to Africa. No, it's more about getting back in touch with the cradle of life and the origins of spirituality, and the origins of healing, and the true origins of medicine, not Western medicine, not Western psychology, not, you know, the bending and twisting of minds and bodies, the actual healing of minds and bodies, um, the healing of uh, body and spirit. Um, This is how we have healthy families um, healthy communities. This is how we end a lot of um, the things that so many people have issue with. Um, gentrification can't happen um, if people are staying in the neighborhoods to begin with. Um, if upkeep is being done on the neighborhood to begin with. So, um, You can't really talk out of both sides of your mouth, um, which I hear a lot of people do. They pledged um, 
all of this kind of stuff. But at the same time, they want to turn around and talk about gentrification. Well, guess what? You're Panhellenic. You are pro-Greek Roman. I have no use for that because that mindset, that is what drove my ancestors from 18 million to 250,000 in less than a decade. We saw our population drop to less than 1% of its origin. We saw our land decrease to less than 1% of its origin. So when you hear the term Pan-African, don't get confused. Um, There are a lot of people that kind of push it to the extreme, but you get that with everything. Um, And a lot of that has more to do with, with their personal healing that still needs to go on than it does anything to do with the actual movement. Um, the movement is to get back to ancient practices, ancient values, ancient morals, ancient beliefs to where we had a core structure, not the television or cell phone or YouTube or some other media raising our children. Um, that's on top of the eight to nine hours that they're spending a day in a classroom, and then the four to six hours or more they're spending a day on homework. Like, why does your kid not think freely? Why do they have such a, a such you know poor attitudes, attention problems, etc.? This is why. This is why we see all these new mental illnesses developing as well. Um, like, there's this whole Pokemon lobe. Um, you have gamer syndrome now that's come up in the last couple of years. And this is just since the last diagnostic um, manual was released a few years ago. So, it's, it, it's those, those kind of things alone should tell you that this isn't um, a humanity issue. It's... Um, uh, uh, we're being subjected to to different weapons, but at the same time, we're allowing ourselves to be subjected to these weapons. We're not willing to put things down um, and walk away and spend those 10 minutes getting uh, sunlight to make sure that, that our vitamin D is actually naturally where it should be. Um because supplements don't work. Um, they just don't. That Like, they never have. That was something that my mom had told me, like, since I was a kid. Um, if, 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 you're, if you're not willing to eat the right things, don't complain about how you feel. If you're not willing to have the right activities and be out in the sun, don't complain about how you feel. Um, and I understand that now. Um, that it was more about making me understand a healthy way of life, um, rather than, um, being, uh, kind of placeboed and, in, into, uh, fake health, 
and uh, fake wealth. So um, always be mindful. Um, know the origin of your words and the terms um, that were given because there's always a hidden history. Um, like they, they, they just... It scares them. Like, if you don't want to do, if you don't want people to know that you do bad, don't do bad. Like, that's what you go home and tell your kids. But as an adult, you can't do that yourself. I've always, like, found trouble finding the logic in that. Like, people look at me every single day. They look at my family every single day. The first thing that they assume is that we're white. Before we say a word, before we check a box, before anything. And I've noticed a lot lately um, whether it be Trump. Or whatever, this reassertion of the privilege of white privilege. Um, it was recently shown in another rape case because the kid had good test scores and could probably get into a good school. The judge thought that it was okay to. Um, devalue the situation in order to protect the boy's future. You're protecting the perpetrator, the violator, the rapist, the killer of innocence, the killer of privacy. The killer of owning their own bodies for the rest of their lives. You're protecting that person over the person who is suffering for the rest of their life. You don't deserve to sit on the freaking bench. You don't deserve to be making these types of decisions. You don't deserve the right to be sitting there throwing your opinions out about bias. If you're hiding underneath freaking white skin, what do you know about bias? I mean, what do we know about bias? I know what I see. But by looking at my skin before I can open my mouth, people assume that I think a certain way, that I am be a part of the problem, and, you know couldn't understand or, and would have no Native American or Aboriginal American blood, you know, and so on and so on and so on. Like, you know, the list could go on for days. The point is, keep your mouth shut and listen. Listen. The speech that was given um, was actually in a, a New York con- uh, Congress that I had posted um, and she was right people of color and neighborhoods of color are targeted have always been targeted are still targeted 
Um, that's occurred for over 600 years. I'm sorry if that makes those of white descent uncomfortable. I'm not blaming you. I'm not even blaming your ancestors. You could have had no part in it. But those who did really should keep their freaking mouths shut. Seriously. It's just like the Civil War. If you were sitting there shooting at your brother on the other side, you have no right to talk about anything because you're one of the biggest hypocrites freaking walking. It's no different today. Like, it's easy to sit back now and see the hypocrisy of that. Do you not think that here in 200 years, somebody's not going to sit back and see the hypocrisy of this generation? Of everything that the MAGA hat stands for and all of the PTSD for generations that invokes all of the PTSD for generations that saying this stuff like... um. Things that go on aren't aren't biased and um, all of this. Uh, another video of, was of a white lady who was the 911 caller who actually had stabbed black males. Um, but because she was the one who called 911... Um, the police showed up and actually beat the beat the hell out of the two men of color um, who were suffering from stab wounds. And then the truth came out as the you know emotions kind of de-escalated. That's the problem. Why are we going into everything with our, our sensitivity on full blast before anybody opens their mouth? That means that you are sitting and waiting to respond. You're not sitting in silence waiting to listen. Mm, think about that. You're not being silent waiting to listen. You're just shutting up long enough so that you can respond. And you wonder why this is called the Me First Generation. And will be called the Me First Generation from the 80s going forward until shit changes. Um, it's called the necrocracy um, era. Um, that means the era of the dead. Um, the emotionless. The lifeless. The crypto error. Again, the error of the dead. Y'all make, like, you have to make up your mind. Like, what do you want to be? Do you want to be woke or asleep? Because this is one of those things where there is no gray area in life. Most of life goes on in the gray area. But this is one of those things where you can't be in the gray area. Because the gray area is where everything is getting so fucked up and people are getting their lives lost and 
their their way of life taken away and their children taken away or their children put in harm's way or family members put in harm's way like what we are dealing with now um because you know um somebody can't keep straight who's a dad who's a son and who's a brother like you're getting the grandfather, the father, and the brothers all confused. That's a big, like, generational gap. Like, that's three generations that you're blurring the lines of in official permanent documents. Official fucking permanent documents. You can't even document properly. Like, you can't even, like, put them right. You can't get them ready for fucking court. And you're the court representative. Do something. Right now. I want you to Google the number of deaths in DCS custody in your state in the last year. In 2018, Google the number of deaths. Look at how those statistics are kept. Um, I know here they only count between the ages of 1 and 17. They only count if they are in DCS custody. Not if, the DC, not if DCS is made aware that the child is not safe. Those, those children don't get counted. Um, the children who have been returned to, um, what were known to be unsafe environments, those children don't get counted. Um, and still we see a rate of a child dying every other day. A child dies every other day in custody. Now you heard how those statistics, those stats are kept. That's, that's. In custody. That means they are, are currently being kept from their parent. Now, those who are returned to the guardian, those who are um, under a court guardian liaison, um, those type of things, those children are not counted in those stats. So think of where those numbers would be otherwise. Think of if they counted that until they actually turned 18 when the child is actually out on their own because they're not counted for that last year they're count they're cutting off at 17 so they're cutting it off before the first year and they're cutting it off before the end of the last last year of being a minor and they're not including a whole 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 lot of children um, this is wrong, and let me tell you why things are kept this way, because what it boils down to is this is a Department of Defense uh, branch. Um, they want to manipulate the numbers for good PR. Um, and remember that the Department of Defense um, controls... DHS, ICE, DCS, all of these departments. 
Now, all of these departments are known for child trafficking, adrenochrome harvesting, melanin harvesting. Um, the list goes on and on. Um, if you don't know where to look, shoot me a message. I'll be more than happy to like start pointing you to resources to start checking this shit out yourself. Um, the fact that Hunter S. Thompson was talking about this shit in the 60s and 70s really should have been a big red flag. Um, this stuff um, is actually a part of the ceremonial uh, practices of the secret societies like the Bohemian Grove. Um, it's used by traffickers um, like the former Franklin Committee, what is now covered by the PayPal Mafia, and they take care of guys like Epstein and Trump and the Clintons and, you know, all of these people, they still all tie together despite what we're told that, you know, they're enemies and blah, 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 but... You go back to pictures in the 90s and all these pictures, all these people are having pictures together. Now, let's go to flight records. Mm. All these people flew on the Lolita Express. They visited at least one of Epstein's properties on more than one occasion. Um, then you have, like, Takashi. 69 who now has like Robert Kraft's attorney representing him. I mean like if y'all aren't catching on to shit by now and, and and putting the pieces together that I've been giving you um it's going to be a long road for you, but if you are um the the light is really get bright for you and congratulations.